Thank you for joining us for another episode of What's Your Why Wednesday. I am here today with Ross Sykes. He is a mortgage advisor at Homefront Lending. All right, Ross. Most of us come into our industry by accident, but we stay in the industry because it's tied to our personal and professional why. So Ross, number one, thank you for being here. And number two, can you please share with us, what's your why? Absolutely. Um, where do I start? Um, I actually, my why of why I got into the mortgage business was I was a federal agent and I worked all the time, day, night, weekend, on call 24 seven. I didn't have time with my family and I didn't have time for myself. Um, cause you had to be at the ready at all times, which it's, it's part of that career field. So I actually prayed about it for three or four months and I took my first leap of faith in life. And when I did that, I didn't know where I was going to go. And a guy that I knew that was in the mortgage business said, Ross, your personality would be great. You need to come and give this a try. So went and studied, took the test, passed it and came on to a small broker shop here in South Alabama working with him. And I did that for, um, it wasn't until I was really in the business, actually about two years in the business, I started doubting if I made the right decision or not. Wow. And there were stories. And what kept me here is really the people and the stories behind what I do. Because there's a lot of people that I've noticed that are, when they're looking for a mortgage or a refinance, in either way, they run across issues. And a lot of times they're denied and walked away from. And I don't believe that that's what we should do as an industry or as people. We're here to take care of each other. And that's my mission to make sure that people are not left stuck or left without the right information to make the right decisions. So that was really my why. Wow. Why let, let's go back. I, I want to hear a little bit more. So let me let me dig a little. So number one. All right. You said. All right. So a couple of things. Number one. So here you are. You're in a position where you're feeling I'm, I'm living to work, right? That's, that's what you're doing. You're living to work. You're not getting the time with the family. You're not getting time for yourself. You know that you need a change, but yes. you're not sure what that change is. Like you're not even sure where to go. Right? So the person that you knew, was it a friend? Was it a, how did you know this person that was in the industry? I just met him in the community. He was another veteran and I'm a veteran. Wow. Um, I just connected with him at some event I was at. And um, we kept in contact because that's what vets do. Yeah. Um, and through us in contact, he knew I was going through what I was about to make a change. Um, and then that's when he recommended, because I didn't know where I was going to go. Um, like I said, it was my first leap of faith and very scary. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason for everything. Um, so, so what's your advice there? I want to actually hear from you, right? Because listen, every person in the world has come to that point in their life, right? Everyone is in a situation where it just doesn't feel right, right? You know, it doesn't feel right, but you're not really sure what to do about it, right? You're not, you're right. not really sure. Like, do I make a change? Do I not make a change? Do I tell someone? Do I not tell someone? Do I just keep it to myself? So what is your advice with that? My advice is talk to your inner circle, the people who are there, whether it's your wife, whether it's a really good friend or somebody that is going to, number one, remain what a lot of people say, Switzerland, remain neutral, yeah. but is just going to listen to you and 
hopefully give you the right advice. I think that's why mentors are such a blessing with anybody. If anybody does not have a mentor, you need to get one uh, because they will keep you on track and steer you in the right directions. And that's pretty much where I feel like I made a, a leap and that leap was not calculated. It wasn't anything other than I literally resigned and federal agents don't always do that. No. Um, my, I remember the look on my resignation charge when I gave her my notice of um, resignation and she was like, really Ross, why? And I said, I just, I felt like I belonged somewhere else. And I said, wow. thank you for the opportunity. And I enjoyed every bit of it, but I was not happy. And it wasn't until I got in the mortgage business. It actually wasn't until two years I was in the mortgage business to where it started. I, I started feeling that sense of happiness again. Wow. I love that. We're going to keep on that path. But, but you said something very interesting about having a mentor and, and, and having Switzerland, right? Let's, right. let's dive into Switzerland. So one time I was speaking to a gentleman, a brilliant, brilliant businessman, and he spoke about having a personal board of directors. And I really thought about that, right? Because he said that as we're going through life, we should always have a personal board of directors that can guide us, but they're not so connected to us that they like feel us. You know, I mean, it should be like Switzerland, like you said, it should be somebody that's going to tell it to you straight, right? Give you the advice isn't necessarily emotionally connected to you because sometimes emotion can contradict the actual direction you should go. Absolutely. So yeah, those mentors are very important. Okay, now I wanna go back to the two years. So here you are, you come in, you're all excited, you pass the test, you start to help families. What happened at the two year mark where you questioned if you made the right decision? What really happened is I noticed whenever, because I didn't tell this part of the story after I left being an agent, the first four months I got into the mortgage business, I was making calls. I was going by real estate offices, contacting insurance companies, contacting our whole center and sphere of influence and nothing was happening. And I knew I was a good person. I knew I was doing the right mm -hmm. things, but then I learned that it, it's a relationship business. You have to be able to build relationships and have conversations with people. And I felt like maybe I was being too desperate. I think that mm. might have been the reason. Um, kind of like you can smell bait in the water if you're a fish. So, um, so then one day at the four, after four months in, I was like, you know, I'm going to work today and then I'm going to then after work. The whole day, the way I'm going to play it is completely different. I'm going to change the game with what I've been doing to try to get mortgages. And then what I did, every conversation I had that day and at the event, the conversations that I had with people who like agents that I met at the event, I would tell them, like we'd introduce ourselves, get to know each other. And then from there, I would tell them, you know, let's do a deal together. I said, actually, your next client, if you can pass me a deal, or if not, my next client, I'll send your way. And I just want to do a deal together so you really see how I work. Um, and at the end of the deal, if you don't like the way I communicated or don't like the process or anything about what I did, you know, we can still be friends. We could just go our separate ways when it comes to our business. And I was just nonchalant. And when I did that, my business took off. Um, it, was, it was that confidence. Yeah, I think. See, it, you know, people want 
to connect themselves to people that kind of it's coming out of their pores, right? The confidence is coming out of their pores. And all of a sudden they're like, there's something special there, right? And all of a sudden, like you said, that desperation was was gone. And right. and you just you wanted you wanted to do business with them. You wanted yes. to have that connection with them, right? And yes. you kind of were like, well, if it doesn't work, it's fine. If it does, I'm sure you're going to love what I do. And we can continue to grow this relationship. Oh my God. So what happened? So my business um, grew. Um, and then from there, I went through a pattern at the two-year mark where I was just going through the, you know, the roller coaster cycle that yeah. some people have, it happens. Um, and for certain reasons, um, one of them is I think once you get comfortable and you get your foot on the gas and your payroll check goes up and then you tend to get comfortable sometimes. And then I learned that you can't do that. You got to keep going and keep prospecting and rebuild your business every, because you're only as good as your last deal. Right. Um, so as I consistently did that, the roller coaster month stopped and I was more consistent and seen a lot more growth, mm -hmm. but it really wasn't until I identified and honed my craft in regards to helping people and really stopping and just listening to their why. And once I found their why, I was no longer getting shot for rape. I was no longer getting shot for um, no origination, no process. When I changed- Ross, you I found was, the secret. That's yeah. the secret. That is exactly right. So, oh my God. I don't have that. And I, I've been blessed with one thing in life. What? And this was since I was in sales, when I was going through college, I, I worked in sales. The one blessing I have is if I can get somebody on the phone or meet them in person or just communicate them anyway, nine times out of 10, they don't leave me. And it's, it's a blessing. I think that's the um, authentic feeling of connection that you're not trying to sell anyone. You're not, you truly do care and have their best interests. So I think that authentic connection, people can feel that and recognize that. And therefore they want to stay with you because that, and that is a blessing, but it comes because it's natural. You're not trying to be that you are that. And that's why that's the reason. All right. So that is great. Now we spoke a lot about changing lives and why we do this, right? I love, love, love hearing stories of when we've absolutely made this monumental impact. So can you share with us a family or a situation where you really, to this day, even if it was a while ago, you know, you to this day, it makes you feel special about that. I think I have about one of those moments a month. <laughs> oh, I, that's a good yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah, real personal with people. Um, um, so one I could say was about three years ago, there was a lady, she had been working at Walmart for 20 something years. She had never owned a home. She didn't even um, know where to even start. And her agent called me and said, Ross, I think you would, be great for her. Um, I think you guys would get along great. So um, she picked up the phone and called me and she said, Ross, I'm not really good computer. She was up in, up in her age. And she was like, honey, I just, I just don't know how to do this. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to help you do it. Um, what do you need? She's like, well, I'm off to her this time. Can you just come to my house? I said, sure. So I went to her home 
And when I went to her home, I met her and I met her daughter. Her daughter was um, 25 years old. She adopted her. She had special needs. So this, that was her, not her daughter. That was actually her granddaughter that she was raising as well. Oh, wow. And she was a single, um, like, grandmother like we see a lot wow. right now that that happens a lot um so through that I sat down and talked to her and through went through what she wanted and she's like Ross I would really like to have a new house but oh. okay we can make that happen so I went through everything got her pre-approved I passed her back on to her agent and say okay this is what we're pre-approved for we're good to go and start looking and I said she wants a new home so she went around and a week later I got a call and she was like you could hear yeah. her like, you could hear it through the phone. And she was so happy with the house that she got. Um, it, it was getting built. It should have been done in like another two months. So we got her into that new home. And from then to now, we still talk. Like if she, if, if she gets a piece of something related to mortgages <laughs> in her mail, she brings it to my office says, Ross, oh, I just want you to check. I want to make that's sure. Cause, that's because you're and, her mortgage guy. Yeah. There'll never and, be another mortgage yeah. guy. <laughs> I just seen her last month and she pulled up and she has a new bow. Now, um, and she came in and before she left, she said, Ross, I want to tell you, I love you and thank you. And that, that's why I do what I do. And I can pick up the phone and call Mr. Jenkins anytime. And I, it was just, that's one of the many stories. I Number one, I love that story. It just warms my heart. But I even want to go back to one of the things that you said in the first question. You said that you noticed that some people give up on families, that maybe, maybe it's a little more tricky of a deal, or maybe you have to do some preparation or some behind-the-scenes work that has to be done before they're ready, right? Maybe you need to get them ready um, mm -hmm. to purchase that home or to refinance. And, you know, I think of what we do every day and the privilege and the honor that we have as mortgage professionals. And that story with Ms. Jenkins, I mean, you changed her life. And you change generations beyond her, right? Generational wealth. You created generational wealth. I equate us to doctors and, and medical professionals that people come to us because we're the experts. That's an honor. That is no small thing. But we have to show that we're taking care of them just like the medical professionals, right? It's yes. not a transaction. It's not just a number or a file number or a interest rate or a DTI. I mean, it's none of those things. It's mm -hmm. Ms. Jenkins and yes. her daughter and her granddaughter and her new beau. That's what it's about. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Ross, I love it. This is great. Okay. So now tell me, I'm going to ask you the one final question. We know what you're doing today and we know the difference you're making. What do you want that legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for the guy who's always in the trenches with his people. Mm. Um, as we are growing our brokerage and it's grown, we've only been open since October of last year. And I took the leap again and opened Ooh. my own shop. Um, and through that, the people that are I'm just connecting with and the growth we're seeing, it just happens naturally and organic. And what I hope to leave behind is people always know that Ross Sykes 
is always there with you and for you. I'm not behind you. I'm not above you. I'm with you. And that's what I, my legacy, I hope to live. And I hope that my children um, see that and it, it kind of prospers them as well to want to do the same thing and to just do the right thing. As I always say, and I tell my kids, this is this, this exact detail, just do the right thing. It is harder when you do the wrong thing. So I just, that true. that's where my heart is. And my heart is, I'm here. Um, and what's really great about this mortgage scene um, that I'm a part of in this community across the nation, I'm connecting with people that I would have never even known five years ago. And through that, I just, I, I see my spot right now. And what I'm starting to delve into is helping others that have, are new, they are coming into the mortgage business that don't know. And that's why when I'm usually having coaching sessions or a part of a coaching sessions or a conference or whatnot, if I ever see someone that's new and just don't know what to do or they're doing certain things and maybe they shouldn't be doing those certain things. Um, but those are, it makes me remember where I was. I remember those and what continues to drive me today is those four months when I didn't get a return call. I didn't get a return letter, a return email. So that's what drives me because I, one thing I don't give up. What's your recommendation for that Ross? Because listen, we know, and as you're speaking again, it, it's really making me happy because I've watched many a cycle of the mortgage industry in my career. And I feel we're in a very good place in our industry. Meaning I, I have seen our community really become very nurturing and very supportive. And it, it wasn't always like that. Believe me, years ago, it was kind of like, you're the enemy and you know, I'm not helping you, but it's not like that anymore. And that makes me very happy. So what is your recommendation for someone that might be newer to the industry? Persistence and find a niche that you're gonna be persistent with, but don't just find a niche because like I'm a veteran and I'm not gonna say my niche is yay loans, even though I do a ton of them. Um, find a niche that you like, that you enjoy and tailor your needs and network with those individuals because it's automatically gonna be seamless communication, seamless relationships through that. And um, just continue to be yourself, don't not be yourself, but also don't invest in areas both personally and from a business perspective that you're not getting a return on investment. If you're treating people well, you should be treated well. So if you have a client that's not treating you well, you don't have to continue to work for that client. So if a return on investment might be monetary or it might be, I mean, spiritually emotional or whatever you might want to say, but just make sure you be persistent and reach out to somebody who has been in the business a little bit longer than you have. Um, Christine Beckwith is that person for me um, that she, I mean, it's just crazy. Jason, Jason Frazier, when I was starting the mortgage broker shop, pick up the phone and called and he didn't even know him. I listened to his podcast and everything about him and he answered and gave me some sense of direction. So, you know, find those lifelines that will help you keep you on the right path and give you great advice. And number one, be persistent, pick up your phone and return phone calls.
seems so simple yet profound. <laughs> Ross, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your insights. You have fabulous and wonderful advice, and I can see why you are growing and being successful, and we wish you all the best in everything that you do. Take thank care. you, Laura. Thank you so much. I appreciate you.